Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. From Nola Pizza in the Nola Brewing Tap Room on Chapatula Street in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Rashidi, Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Rashidi. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. If you don't know or don't remember where that comes from, it was a 1970s Hershey's marketing campaign. The concept was to sell two candy bars with one ad. One candy was Almond Joy, made with almonds, which you ate when you felt like a nut. And the other was Mounds, which was made with coconut, which you ate when you didn't. Despite its name, coconut isn't technically a nut. Nevertheless, people who are allergic to tree nuts, like almonds, cashews, and walnuts are typically also allergic to coconut. Back in the 1970s, that didn't bother anybody. The reason you ate one candy bar over another was just a taste preference. Today, things have changed. Now there's an entire market of products for people who are allergic to nuts, including foods that are staples of the American diet, like peanut butter. For those of you in that category, and those of you looking for a healthier snack food, there's a new nut in town. It's called Sasha Inchi. In two words, it's S-A-C-H-A-I-N-C-H-I. Sasha Inchi is a super seed that is barely known in the U.S., but in South America, it's known as the Inca peanut, having been cultivated in Peru for centuries. The stateside pioneer of snack foods, made from Sancha Inchi, is a company called Brass Roots. Brass Roots makes three types of Sancha Inchi, nut butters, unsweetened, chocolate, and classic. They make three versions of roasted Sacha Inchi seeds and three varieties of Sacha Inchi puffs, which are kind of a healthy Cheetos. I don't think those two words have ever been in the same sentence. If you're familiar with our traditional New Orleans eating habits, here's a sentence you probably weren't expecting to hear. Brass Roots is from right here in New Orleans. The founder and self-described chief eats officer at Brass Roots is Aaron Gailmore. Aaron, welcome out to lunch. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. When you think about the natural world, we typically think of the outdoors. Although most of us spend the bulk of our time indoors, either at work or at home, we do make an effort to bring the natural world inside. We might have a potted plant in our office, though typically it dies the first time we're out for a few days. At home, whether or not we can keep indoor plants alive depends entirely on whether there's one person in a household who has a clue about horticulture. When it comes to the outside of our home or office, we can turn to professional landscapers who choose plants that are right for our specific location and who come out and maintain them. Now in New Orleans, we can do the same inside thanks to an indoor landscaping company called Fainola. Fay is spelled F-A-I-T. Over the past few years, you may have seen the Fainola truck around town. It looks like a food truck for plants. Now there's a brick and mortar location on Magazine Street. The co-founder and self-described plantrepreneur at Fainola is Laura Sterling Joffreon. Laura, welcome out to lunch. Thank you. 
Aaron, the brass roots product you're making with Sancha Ichi seeds have gotten an immediate and enthusiastic response from both retailers and consumers. The retailers are the kinds of places you'd expect, Whole Foods stores, Sprouts Farmer Markets, which have 400 stores nationwide, and Wegmans Grocery Stores in the Northeast. But it seems like the consumers who are excited about these products are not just folks who are allergic to nuts looking for an alternative snack food. The market seems to be much wider than that. It's principally people who are health conscious looking for healthy snacks. Now there's a minority of people with nut allergies, but there are millions of Americans looking for healthy alternatives to everything we eat. Have you been surprised by this widespread popularity beyond the nut allergy market? Or were you expecting it when you launched Brass Roots back in 2021? Yeah, that's a great question, Peter. I think when we first started, when I first found the Satcha Inchi Seed, I actually fell in love with it purely because of the nutrition. I had no nut allergies myself, no peanut allergies. So that's why I personally fell in love with it and thought, okay, what can we do with this and build, can we build a snack food company around it for that reason? So I guess for that reason, I wasn't surprised and I haven't been surprised that our main customers right now are actually more, to your point, folks with um, a focus on nutrition themselves. You know, keto dieters, we have a lot of, of people who are trying to follow the keto diet or close to it, um, consuming our products because they're simple ingredients and it's really, really healthy for you, so. When the market changed uh, or was kind of rediscovered there, did you have to shift the whole company? No, we didn't have to shift the whole company, but we, I'll give you an example. We were initially targeting people with allergies on Facebook and Instagram with ads. We were kind of testing that out. That's the nice thing about that advertising mechanism is you get to test and iterate. And what we found is people were less, like with a peanut allergy, for example, were less interested in immediately finding a replacement for peanuts or a way to have a peanut-like thing in their diet. So we shifted our ads and we shifted the copy in the ads and focused on nutrition and all of a sudden things hit. And you ought to have them on airplanes, because when I'm on airplanes and somebody has an allergy, all of a sudden I'm eating pretzels. I don't like pretzels. So here we go. Laura, all of us who live in an urban or suburban environment are only too familiar with landscapers. Most days, at least one person on your block has a bunch of people show up who fire up a leaf blower and lawnmower and take care of the yard. What was once a province of people who were wealthy enough to not have to maintain their own yard is now commonplace. Having professionals care for your outdoor landscape has reached a point of widespread acceptance, but the same can't be said for indoor landscaping. This is something, at least here in New Orleans, that seems entirely novel. How are you introducing New Orleanians to the concept of interior landscaping, and what sort of response are you getting? So the response has been overwhelming. Um, it's called interior scaping, okay. and it's, it's really um, something that is very exciting in the New Orleans market. There's a lot of people that love plants here. We are surrounded by foliage all the time. It's very, we're very we're very you know privileged to have that opportunity. But there's still a lot of people that live in apartments, and especially over the pandemic, there are a lot of people trapped inside. Um, and so we saw a huge boom around the pandemic time when we were delivering plants to people to their homes. 
um, and in their businesses. There's a lot of benefits to having plants inside of your home. Um, the, oxygen, the oxygen level goes up and the, the really? air is cleaner. It's a lot of, it's very beneficial to the interior of your like home. Like the same reason for planting trees and things it's like exactly that? exactly right. Wow. So there's a lot of people that are actually inspired by that around having plants in not only their homes, but also in their offices and in their business spaces. What was the term used for the industry? It's inter interior scaping. So instead of landscaping for the indoors, it's called interior scaping. Aaron, how did you pitch this to investors? Because you know, from what I'm seeing, you've done a good job of raising money. Yeah, the, there are a few things. So the first was going back to actually the nutrition of, of the seed itself. It was the fact that, okay, compared, this is a single ingredient, and we could compare it to the almond, for example, which is kind of widely considered the healthiest nut out there. It's in just about everything these days, from right milk to butters and everything in between. And I said, okay, well, this can be just as big as the almond, in my opinion, because it can do all the things the almond can do. Um, it, you can make a milk out of it, actually. You can um, uh, make it into a protein powder. You can use the oil. Um, and of course, you can use it in baked goods and then snacks. But it's got 50% more protein. It's got more fiber. It's high in omega-3 fats, so the, which the almond has none of. Um, so that was the pitch, the versatility of this and the fact that it could be a more nutritious alternative to the almond. That's, a, that's something that, to me, had staying power. And um, I think they bought into that and agreed with me. And they must agree that uh, after a while, people will really uh, begin to, to try it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my challenge is education, consumer education. So... Um, that's my task. Okay, now, Laura, there's so much to like about your company, but oh, thanks. Um, the thing I like the best is I see your truck everywhere. Oh, thank you. And I think people have seen it around. It kind of, what is it? It's an old laundry truck? It's an old laundry truck, yep. And um, what's its name? Axel Rose. <laughs> Her name is Axel Rose. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's, yeah. you, it's ubiquitous. I'm trying to think of the places I've seen it in front of farmers markets, uh, other kinds of events. Is that where you? Oh yeah, on? we go all over the city. So we partnered with a lot of. Lo we started partnering with a lot of local businesses, and when, at the time, people didn't know what we were or what we did. And um, it has grown astronomically since then. And now um, we've kind of honed in on um, about seven to ten businesses that we actively rotate through in different parts of the city so that we are evenly distributed throughout the city where we know we're hitting every neighborhood um, and then we always do markets and um, art markets and farmers markets and things like that so and when you uh, come out to a place do you have to pay a uh, pay a fee to be in there yes most likely Okay, yeah. the, uh, and the other question I wanted to ask you was, you don't hear about it in your industry, but I bet, do you have supply chain issues? Last year was really hard. We get our plants from um, growers and then we sell them retail. A lot of the times those growers are local in Louisiana, but sometimes they're not. They're in Florida, California, Arizona, um, and so there are definitely supply chain issues that can bump up that we can bump up against. Um, last year with the freeze in Texas and the pandemic, 
Um, there's a lack of 18-wheeler drivers, and then there was this need for plants in Texas. And so the large box stores had already um, sequestered the inventory from Florida to be directly brought to Texas. Um, so we actually got a call from our shipper in April of last year letting us know that we would not be able to get any shipments until June. Good time um, to go to the beach or something. Yeah, get... but that's also <laughs> our peak time. Okay. So um, it's spring. So, you know, it was a very difficult time on our business. Um, and, you know, it was really exciting to kind of, that's what I love about being an entrepreneur is those types of challenges that arise and um, pivoting and negotiating how to get around them. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Laura Sterling Joffrion from indoor landscaping company Fainola and Aaron Galemore from the healthy snack food company Grassroots. Aaron, I've never seen this crop grow. Is it grown here? It's not currently grown here. Right now, we uh, import it from our supplier partner in Thailand and Laos. Um, we're working on uh, potentially adding Colombia and South America. And then I'm working on uh, growing it here as we speak, actually. Um, the climate and the rainfall uh, lines up with places that can grow. So I've got some in my backyard, and then I've got some in different locations around southern Louisiana. So we're actually in a kind of research and development mode with that. I'm really excited about it. Is there a ship stuck in the port of Los Angeles with your seeds? I'll tell you, last year, as Laura was talking about, um, it was it was a challenge. Our import times went from about two months to as much as five months, mm -hmm. um, which was ex at the same time as as our growth was accelerating. So we had out of stock issues. I mean, we had we had plenty of issues um, that we've now kind of overcome, thankfully. But it, it was a challenge. And the interesting thing is that the product here that you're using uh, isn't the brand itself. How did you make that decision? Yeah, um, meaning the name of our brand yeah. isn't right. Sacha Inchi directly. Right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I wanted, Sacha Inchi is an unfamiliar word. People, nobody knows it, um, except it our mean... current consumers, right? It does mean ink and peanut, um, so it's, there's certainly that aspect of it, but really what I decided to do was take something that we were committed to outside of the Sacha Inchi seed, and that's the city of New Orleans. And so basically we used the brass, obviously, of New Orleans, and it's a play on the words grassroots because we do a lot of work in the community here um, with uh, different youth organizations. So that kind of community work combined with brass of New Orleans and kind of the roots of a plant, that's how it all came together for brass roots. If the, looking at the products, and you've been nice enough to bring them here, what's the biggest seller? The best seller is actually our lightly salted Sacha Inchi seeds. Um, the seeds themselves. The seeds themselves. And I think that speaks to who our customer is right now, someone who is extremely nutrition forward in their thinking, and they love the simplicity. It's an organic, single ingredient product that has a ton of nutrition, and so that's what they've latched onto, and that's why it's our best seller. And Laura, how do you... Uh, beat the, the Home Depots of the world. I mean, it, it'd be <laughs> tough to price against them, right? You don't. Um, the experience that, the consumer experience of a Home Depot is completely different than the experience of Faye. 
Um, it's like asking me, Laura, what's the difference between JCPenney and Bloomingdale's? That was my next question. Like that, it is, it is completely <laughs> different. Um, you know, when you go to Home Depot, while we may say sell similar products, when you go to a Home Depot, you know, they order large quantities of products, maybe from the same growers I do, but they are in mass and they show up and half of the people that work there do not know how to care for them. And there are so many that they are neglected. Um, and so once it finally gets home to the consumer, they are not the same quality that they were when they showed up. And But when I go to your truck, I see plants I've never seen before. Well, sure, and we also, we do, we do work with a lot of our growers to bring in more rare varieties of plants. Um, we also do interior, like we do plant design. So a lot of our plants are designed by us, meaning we mount them, we you know do different artistic things with the plants outside of just a plant in a pot. And Aaron, uh, where do you? I know where the seeds come from now, but uh, where do you make the products? Yeah, we. Uh, Two out of three of our product lines are actually manufactured here in New Orleans. In fact, uh, as we sit here on Chapatulas, about a three-minute drive from here. Um, and then the, the Puffs product is contract manufactured in Ohio. It's very specialized equipment, um, so uh, didn't have that capability here. Was it formally making Cheetos? No, <laughs> but as an aside, the equipment... To, that is used to make Cheetos and every puff you've ever consumed was created here in New Orleans. Right? The Cheese Whiz yes. or whatever. The Cheese Chewies. Oh, family. wow. Yes. It's like a history show. It now. was licensed it's... to Frito-Lay and then eventually that license like expired and they had, they were able to just use the technology and they created Cheetos. There are a ton of companies that were yeah. based at, that were built in New Orleans that people don't think about. Definitely. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah, there was uh, in Louisiana. We had uh, Delta Airlines and uh, a few things we probably shouldn't have let go of. Right. There's right. Um, the, yeah. Aaron, you sell these uh, the product to grocery stores, but you now have, I guess, as a result of COVID, you've got a real big e-commerce side of it. What happens then to the grocery stores not like you because you could sell it somewhere else? No, I think they have all realized that. Um, all brands like us, consumer products in general, you have to be kind of an omni-channel business. Mm -hmm. They realize that. Consumers, um, it, it's kind of up to the retailer to make sure consumers still come to them for other reasons rather than just going on Amazon, but um, they understand that we have to be able to, to sell to our customers in every way they want to um, They want to find us. And Laura, the th I'm almost surprised that you decided to build a bricks and, uh, have a bricks and mortar location. Really? Yeah, I really did. I, I thought there was just a fleet of trucks, actually, at oh, one wow. time. But why did you do it? Good Lord. The, the business, our business has exponentially grown since we opened our store. Um, so outside of just being a plant retailer, we go into people's homes. We go into people's businesses. We actually have a whole consultation arm and B2B product in our business line. And that part of our business before was really a picture this, you know? Yeah. It was a deck, I would go in, I would measure their light, I would put on like all these photos and you know, in a presentation to the client, 
this is what we can do for you. And it was really like, just trust me. I promise you it'll be beautiful. <laughs> you know, and now when you walk into my store, not only is it a retail location, but it is truly a showcase and a showroom for what we can actually do and what plants, the impact that plants have on an environment. And do you, you go to people's houses? Absolutely. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Absolutely. Maybe. On my website, you can go to my website and search for consultations and book on my website a consultation and I show up and we do an hour walkthrough of your home. I measure all of your light. We walk through your lifestyle, what kind of pets you have, all of this, like what, you know, are you able to water, all of these kinds of things. And then based on those, you can actually come to the store and I'll walk you through products that you like or I'll suggest products to you right there. Do you, um, I see people sometimes work in hotels or office buildings. Oh, yeah. like, do, you, do you do that work? Yeah, that's interiorscaping right there. Do you consult for families with two little kids who yes. are going to go around and pull plot, pots yes, off the that's shelf? that's absolutely and... what I do. Let's put them up. Wait, according to my, I'll trade uh, you Sacha and she seeds for a I got you. For, uh, I will do in, it. Yeah. Okay. I will do it. Aaron, this man with children uh, you, you speak of, is, uh, this would be you, <laughs> I think. That would be me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, are there competitors, uh, maybe not in this market, but somewhere? Yeah, we there are, there are a couple small companies um, that are selling uh, roasted Sacha Inchi seeds, or they there's another company, and we're friends, everybody's friends, but um, there's another company that's actually trying to make plant-based meat with Sacha Inchi. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's growing, it's really small, but it's still growing. Um, we even, uh, one of our uh, um, interns was in... Hawaii recently and sent us a picture of a menu there at a restaurant and they had I think it was like a quick service cafe and they had a bunch of different healthy smoothies and other options and a couple of them had such inchy protein in there as the protein source so we're starting to see that that grow the awareness grow Jeez. I like the idea of it turning into me to be like beyond beyond me this is a yep. so how did you find this product in the very beginning like yeah. how, did you, how did this even come on your radar I've been in the industry actually for about seven years now and I came across it looking at different ingredients potential hmm. ingredients and that was when I kind of said okay why hasn't this been a thing yet right. why it's so good for you and I immediately went and my wife and I started experimenting I, I made a uh, in such an inchy butter, you know, threw it in a processor and just watched it slowly turn yeah. into a butter, and it was delicious and and nutty and and uh, and that was kind of the thing. It was like okay. So wh where did you get it from? Did you were you weren't able to just go out and buy it at a Cor store? Correct. Well, actually, I did find it at one point. It was in like a Whole Foods was trying it out in a bulk bin mm. um, out in California. So we found it there, and then but then I had to start sourcing. Um, in small quantities in from South America, eventually Thailand, but there was no one at scale that could that could supply it until we found our Thailand. Were you supplier. living in California at that time? No, no, okay. I was just in the industry. We were traveling there for a trade show. Oh and, wow! Yeah, that's amazing. Yep, Laura, I have a question for you. Um, I'm curious, what are some of the other problem solving that you do for your customers aside from like the obvious aesthetics and things like that? I mean, allergies is something that comes to mind, like in the of course that's on theme with my brand but um sure. you know in the house like yeah there's seasonal allergies seem to be uh just constantly here not yeah. seasonal yeah. so like are there plants that 
problem solve for that, for example, or other? Sure. There's not really a plant that like problem solves for allergies, but there are plants that purify your air yep. and that work harder for you and clarifying your the air quality in your home. Um, and like, there's a whole list of plants that we can like go through for that specific purpose. Um, and really, <clears throat> they're all like, it just depends on what your aesthetic is. It depends on how often you're available to water. And that's when we would kind of be like, you know, all of these other elements would also add into us pointing you in that direction. Got it. Um, I would say too that like what your what your your question really leads me to like we are consultants. You know, um, there aren't a lot of other plant companies in New Orleans that are doing it the way we do it. Um, you know, really. If you have, a, if you buy a plant, even if you don't buy a plant from me, if you ever have a question, like you DM me on Instagram, you shoot me an email, like I'm going to respond. Um, I do not believe it that there is anything like the a, the black thumb does not exist. <laughs> it's just a matter of how much uh, time and energy you're able to put into owning plants. And for some people, that's really easy. And for some people, we have to work a little bit harder. But there's not. It's not impossible to own plants in your home um like there are even plants that i don't bring into my house because i know that they won't thrive there yep you know yep um so it's just a matter of understanding that and um sort of moving forward with that yep. and with that in mind you know and scary plants like a venus flytrap ah. got carried away that would be a bad bad one they uh, <laughs> i have i'm not proud of this but i have killed murdered so many philodendrons in my oh, life oh that's sad yeah they do not like to be watered Oh. They really, and that, like, truly, it's the number one reason why people kill plants is that they would rather you water less, mist more. So I water, I mist my mm. plants every other day, but I water, like, every seven to ten days. Like, my reminder has been on my phone to water my my own personal house plants for three days. And I call it stretching, where I'm, like, I'm looking, I look, and it's, like, I mean, I can tell now after years and years of owning plants that, like, okay, they're, they're okay. I don't need to water today, but I do need to water tonight or tomorrow, you know? Were you a horticulture major? How did you get I into this? Not. Um, I was I, <laughs> not. I did digital marketing strategy. So I... Very um, I'm very, very <laughs> close. Same world, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, my mother, though, is... Um, she got a degree in horticulture from LSU and <clears throat> was a floral designer and all of these things. I grew up with plants just in my life. Um, and then when I moved back to New Orleans in 2015, it just took off. So, yeah. And then my mom ended up moving back home in 2017, and that's when we really decided to, like, sink our teeth in and go for it. You're both growers. It was really funny when we first started growing, uh, trying to grow Sacha Inchi in, in our like backyard. I love that. Um, I wanted to involve, I have a three-year-old daughter, Farah, so I wanted her to learn about planting. Mm -hmm. And we, so we took these seeds, we, you know, we put them in a, in a pot to start, and I kind of tried to explain her and explain it to her and prep her and say, you know, this is gonna take some time. Right. But of course, like the next day, I'm like, okay, you ready to water? And we came out and she was like, looked at me kind of like, they're exactly the same, you know, with that look like, what, what's going on here? Right. This is boring. Well, this is not. Um, so it's just the patience is, is fun. But now they're plants and she's really excited. That's and, great. Yeah, yeah. So you got them to grow in your backyard. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 
So yeah. we won't know yet how that's, uh, next time I see you, you'll know if that worked. Yeah, well, it'll be, you know, it's like a six to nine month timeline for a brand new plant to bear fruit. So that's the next phase, yeah. How are you keeping them through the winter? We're gonna, that's what we have to see. That's like the biggest question mark is when things go down to, you know, 40 or below, it's mm -hmm. when they get, that gets a little. Right, right. Um, they, so, <laughs> nerding out over plants but greenhouse megastore they're an online platform and they sell like greenhouses and um this clean and all like grow lights all kinds of stuff Neat. that you may want to test out for your yard yeah i started out today talking about an ad campaign from the 1970s there was another memorable ad campaign in the 1980s for a retooled american car the tagline was this is not your father's oldsmobile unfortunately as it turned out that your father's Oldsmobile was probably better and pretty soon Oldsmobile disappeared off the market. But the reason I bring this up is because the businesses we're talking about today, pioneering a brand new healthy snack food and a new way of bringing nature into our indoor lives are far from the old stereotypical perceptions of what succeeds in New Orleans. It's been true for some time that we're no longer living in your father's crescent city and laura and aaron it says a lot about new orleans today that we're not surprised to learn original and exciting businesses like yours come from here but we still have small town pride congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far and we look forward to keeping up with your continued success thank you both for taking the time to join me today on out to lunch Aww, thanks thanks peter my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Laura Sterling Joffrion, co-founder and self-described plantrepreneur at Vainola, and Aaron Galemore. He's the founder and self-described chief eats officer at Brass Roots. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WWNO. We can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Laura's plants and Aaron's snacks by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast on your podcast app and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch was recorded live over lunch at the NOLA Brewing Tap Room, 3001 Chapatula Street, open seven days a week. NOLA Brewing Tap Room has a wide variety of craft beers and authentic hand-tossed New York style city pizza by NOLA Pizza. More information is at nolabrewing.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane. Three Roll is cane to glass. And by Basics Swimming Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. <laughs>